I, there's something that we need to think about where specialty coffee is becoming table stakes. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of vending mm-hmm. that I saw at host, um, their vending solutions and all of this with, with Eversys and this rise of automation and everything specialty coffee is like, duh. So we don't have anything to market anymore if we're following our older business practices. Mm-hmm. So of like share the story of the farmer and all of that. And our, our coffee scores 90 points. Like who cares anymore? Um, the consumer so doesn't. Our, The consumer doesn't. And so what's going to happen is businesses are just going to fundamentally look different. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode two of our five-part series with Miranda Caldwell. Miranda, we are talking about bringing global business principles to coffee. And in this episode, we're talking about how having those principles ends up changing an industry. I want to start this discussion by asking you why the industry needs to be changed? A great question. Um, I think profitability is a huge one. You know, like I have gone to work for coffee roasters where like the founder was making less than I was making as like a junior Mm -hmm. product marketing manager, Mm -hmm. you know? And when you ask that person, are you happy? The answer is yes, of course, because his life has been designed around it, mm-hmm. but we worked to give him a raise and he was able to buy a new car, give mm-hmm. his daughter a new car, his old car. Cause she just turned 16. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we have shrunk ourselves down to being smaller than we need to be because we're having a difficult time managing a business. I want to ask you, sorry, go on, go on. No, please, please, please. The question I want to ask you is in that situation, we seem to, and I think it's indirect, it's a direct symptom of why we're not leaning into these principles is there's a sense of guilt. Um, I don't know what else there is, but there's this feeling that people have that if they follow these principles, somehow they're, um, oh, what's the word? They're selling out yeah. by being successful and by yeah. marketing. And by, wh- why do we do that? Why does this industry starting at this point? And then we can talk about like what changes it makes when we do lean into these principles. I mean, I would say kind of going back to our last conversation, like who are these people? They're Gen X. A lot of them are musicians and artists yeah. and they have a real I mean, I'm an elder millennial. And so I very much associate myself with Gen X, all my friends and everybody growing up were. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. My husband is like every, you know. And so I think there's a real sensitive button Mm. about selling out. Like you can't be seen to do that. And um, and I don't think it's selling out to have a life that you've dreamed of and give that to other people too, you know? And like, and I think there's, there's just a somehow for some reason, a mental disconnect between um, being profitable and like having values. I just don't understand. I I, I sometimes have a hard time understanding other than it's we're humans. And so Mm. we have egos and we have trauma and we have like all this stuff that impacts our decision-making and a business is filled with humans. And so uh, we're going to have that reactive thinking sometimes. In this industry, something that really surprises me is how many people are pretending that they're making money oh, and yeah. are not 
wanting to be open about the fact that this is really, really hard and this is not what they expected uh, their business or running a business to be like. They thought it was going to be a lot easier and now they're so buried in debt and they're too invested to be able to just peace out and say, I don't want to do this anymore. And they don't want the failure or the idea of being seen as a failure. And what else would they do? Yeah. Perfect. Right. What what, what do you do after that? And this is why, like, folks, go do the coffee consulting course. It's on Coffee Knowledge Hub. Go do that because it will help you understand if you should be thinking about being a consultant. Miranda and I are both consultants. We are building stuff um, and it is an alternative to going and working for someone. If you're not made to work for other people, this is the perfect life to consider yeah, for yourself. The word. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, I, I want to I ask you now, like why – what changes when yeah. business owners on an industry level, what changes when they start embracing these principles? Well, I think that there's an opportunity, like this example you gave about Stitch Coffee, there's an opportunity to become profitable, to mm-hmm. have money that can then go back into the value chain, right? Like, can you imagine if your employees weren't resentful? Like that alone is hard to imagine for many coffee companies. Mm. If you didn't have resentful employees and if you were able to not just pay the right prices to farmers, but like maybe do some investing in their infrastructure Mm. or in their social programs that they have. So it creates like, I mean, think about like the, the, the rise in level of joy. I mean, that in Mm. itself is worth it, but then there's also like, there's something that we need to think about where specialty coffee is becoming table stakes. Mm -hmm. Like the amount of vending Mm -hmm. that I saw at host, um, their vending solutions and all of this with, with Eversys and this rise of automation and everything. Specialty coffee is like, duh. So we don't have anything to market anymore if we're following our older business practices. Mm -hmm. So of like share the story of the farmer and all of that. And our our coffee scores 90 points. Like who cares anymore? Um, The consumer doesn't. The consumer doesn't. And so what's going to happen is businesses are just going to fundamentally look different. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, available now online for you to learn at your own pace with a certificate available upon completion. Click the link in the show notes to access today for just 50 euros. Blank Street Coffee is a great example. Mm-hmm. It's a different business model. We're going to have to find these different business models. And those, like the pour over bar, mm-hmm. um, might exist here and there as like a, you know, as a niche, but it's going to be just a little niche. T- talk some more about niche niches because I had a great example um, I think we spoke about it on in the conversation with uh, Yusuf Al-Zair. I had someone come up to me in India and talk to me about horse-nurtured coffee. Hmm. And he was convinced there's a market for horse-nurtured coffee. I mean, I don't even know what that means. I didn't either. And it turned out that 
like I thought it was maybe like the horse version of Kopiluak or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's not where even my head goes. That sophisticated, or it's, like a horse, like yeah, uh, on that, the trees or something. That was my first one. Like, does the horse yeah. walk around the coffee trees and like rub up I against it? Or yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> kisses and cuddles. No, no, yeah. it's just that um, they use horse manure on the. Um, and I said to the gentleman who was the sweetest, sweetest gentleman. Um, and he was just so passionate about this idea. But I said to him, why do you think we don't call all the other coffee cow-nurtured coffee? And he was like, but maybe it, that, that would sell a lot. Maybe you should. And I said, <laughs> people don't care what shit you use to grow their coffee. In, in yeah. fact, they don't want to know what shit you're using yeah. to make their coffee. He said, I just really think that there's a, a big market for horse-nurtured coffee. And I said, then go find the 25 people that are going to buy it, get it out of your system, and then come back to what is going to be the actual staple meat of your business because it's not going to be horse yeah. and it should coffee. There's, there's just not. And, and this is the part of it that really like uh, I love the innovation when people come up with these mm. ideas. But if we were looking at the principles that you're talking about, that person would go and do the research and development. They'd create a marketing yep. plan. They'd look at what a budget was was needed for that. They would go and speak to an R&D team. They'd test it. They'd and test, they'd test it. it with an audience. And but a, his maybe logic do a focus was, group and say, what do you guys think of this? Exactly. You know? And they Even, would all be like, ew, my coffee has shit on it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and, and his logic was lots of people like horses and lots of people like coffee. So mm -hmm. if I put those two things together, that must be amazing because both of them have such big audiences. Well, a horse shit coffee is not going to sell. No, no matter if it was horse cuddled coffee, like we originally thought, maybe actually, maybe. but yeah. horse shit coffee, no. And this is where I yeah. love what you're talking about with regards to the, these principles. It's it's taking an industry and saying, hey, this was built. Forgive me for anyone who's going to be offended by what I'm about to say and particularly those who were a part of building this specialty coffee industry. But I think in with all respect, guys, you did us a disservice by not helping people understand the foundations of a business. We mm -hmm. teach people about brewing. We teach people about tasting and cupping and roasting, but we don't teach people how to read a fucking profit and loss statement. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And this is something I think about with like, again, back to my favorite example of Nestle, there's got to be another company I could use. But like, if if we think about Nestle as a cocoa company, mm -hmm. they don't find cocoa experts and teach them finance no. and say, be our CFO. Mm -hmm. But we do that. Yeah, they, they find the best financial minds out there who will work for Nestle and they teach them about cocoa mm -hmm. or coffee, depending on what business unit they're in. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, we've just really put things backwards. And I think we're in a, in a bit of a weird labor loop right now, where it's like, we have all these coffee people who want to grow and know more, mm -hmm. but businesses aren't hiring coffee people anymore. So what do they do? Like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's like, we're, some of us are waking up to these ideas, but we're not providing a solution for these people who mm -hmm. want to stay but need skills and they don't I mean, know that's what, what to we do want to do with 
Right. And that's what we hope to do with the coffee MBA is give people the skills, the resources to become whatever they want to become in, in the business. But like, it's, we just, we've got a lot of things backwards. And I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why there's a lot of things we could point to, but I think the more proficient we become at business, um, we're all, it's like rising tides, raise all ships. We're all yep. going to do better. And the ones who can't operate will fall away. Like they do like that's, that's the nature of a free market. And, you know, the, yeah. the of, of business in general. Yeah. Right? And, and I think that we all benefit as an industry by requiring yeah. more from mm-hmm. the people who are the business the business operators and we have such a low barrier to entry that mm-hmm. um, you don't really need to know much other than having access to capital and everything else you can figure out on the fly. We yeah. need to do better. We need to, yeah. to set a better example for the next generation of business owners. And I agree. So my hope is that through having these conversations, we give people permission to say, you know what, I actually don't know. I've been in business mm-hmm. for 15 years and I don't know how to read a profit and loss statement. Miranda, can I come and be a part of your MBA? You know, like we we yes, want people right. to start thinking about things this way. Or yeah. I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And how do I find out what I don't know? Yes. Who I am I also Yeah, oh, go I'm ahead. Sorry. I want to also say that like what you were talking about people feeling like I know it's going to work. I mm. need I just I know my business is going to work. Like I want to step back and say like I believe in intuition. Mm-hmm. Me too. I mean like I have my little crystal right here to help me talk and like you know like I'm 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 embrace the woo, right? <laughs> but when I have that intuition to act instead of going out and getting a business loan, I make a business plan. Yeah. Like that's what I do. It's like, oh, okay, I have there's energy around something, something's working and I'm and I'm interested in it. My next step is to start planning. It's not to go full bore and say, I'm opening a coffee business and then, oh shit, I better call Lee because mm-hmm. I need help. So I, I want to say that there, like, there is balance to be had, but the planning and the business principles like always should be there. Yeah, amazing. Folks, in the next episode, we're addressing what stops us from doing this. So join us. I hope you're enjoying this series as much as I'm having enjoying having this conversation with you, Miranda. We'll see you, see you in the next episode, folks. Peace, love, and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Mapper Forward, head to mapperforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.